Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place has been comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Again. <laughs> and I've got a very deep voice today. I don't know if anybody's noticed. Some call it sexy, some call it creepy. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll go with the latter. <laughs> very, very, very Barry White today. What's happened there then, you reckon? I don't know. I have no idea. Sometimes I, I, have a, I have a day where my voice is a bit deeper. Sometimes I wake up and I'm, I'm normal. I don't know. I, mean, I, I know it's voices. not because you've been down the Etihad because they don't make any noise down there. No. <laughs> No, I've not been down the Etihad then. I'll probably try and get tickets for the FA Cup next round. We've uh, we've got Burnley. Vinny Company is coming back to, to City. Oh, did they get so Burnley? I don't keep an eye on the FA Cup, Burnley. Yeah, so it's, yeah, when Billy get knocked out, that's it then. First round, you're, right. you've forgotten about it. Quickly <laughs> well, moving on. How you been? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, good. It's... Uh, feeling, feeling really good. Um, I've recovered from Rugeley, which we'll come on to in a bit. So that was Rugeley, last week. Yeah. Mm, the, so. We left a bit of a spoiler in from the episode with uh, Adam Burgess. How good was that episode? Oh, it was awesome, wasn't it? It was very good. And it's gone down really, really well with the listeners. Uh, we've had a, got a lot of good feedback. A lot of people talking to me about taping the mouth shut and the breathing. And when I went out with the club last night and talking about, I went in hell and me. Shout out to Helen again. She was asking, would I, would I get arrested if I walked down the street with my mouth taped as well, rather than just sleeping at night because <laughs> she struggles to do it? Um, and people talking about trying to breathe through the nose and people reaching out and saying that they've already tried it in the past. And yeah, it's really, we went down really, really well. And the episode, if you look at like the, yeah, the, the, the data, I'm quite into my data, you can see that it is one of the best listened episodes that we've had. So really good, yeah, really good. good. I think Adam came across really well. Uh, He's going to be a friend of the show going forward, and obviously we wish him good luck in qualifying for uh, the Olympics in Paris next year. And hopefully yeah. we'll get him back on and go through uh, his, his hopefully his successes from Paris. Um, should we talk about Rugeley? Yeah. Should we talk yeah. about Rugeley? How did you get on then? Put the put the listeners out there um, out there misery. I did really, I did really, really well. It was it was a challenging course, a very challenging course, in fact, um, very hilly, um, which I, I would say I'm used to living in Stoke, and I live on the top of a hill anyway, so I do quite a lot of hills. Um, my time that I got was, I think, my Strava time, I got one twenty nine forty five. I think I just, I think it was one twenty nine something on the actual official time, so I was happy with that. Got one under one hour 30 uh, my pace i was really happy with my pace considering it is quite an undulating or hilly course 8.59 a mile which with preparation for stafford half which i'll come on to in a bit i'm really happy with because i want to try and do that under two hours uh, i came sixth in total on the nsrra league for the group f so i got myself 45 points um Richard Horton, shout out to Richard who it, it was in Group F. If you listen to the show, he came he came first. He got his second fifty points. He came first in the All Sage Five and also Rugeley Ten. Um, but yeah, happy. So 
Who's your big competition in in the group then from your first two races? Who've you who've you eyed up as your big competition? All of them, every single member of them. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's 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 bizarre because, like I say, um, Richard, he was he was a way winner for both all stage of five and Rugeley. And then you've got Chris Colborne in second. He came fourth at all stage, but came second at Rugeley. Norman Hindle, 72. He's a 72-year-old, so shout wow. out to Norman if you're listening. He came third at all stage and third at Rugeley. And then we've got Pete Gibbs. Um, so he's a Stoke Fit member. So again, shout out to Pete. He's fourth in total in the league. Uh, it came, I think it came fifth, sixth at Osage and then came third at Rugeley. And then I sit in at fifth position at the moment. Stalking the prize, just watching. Yeah, yeah. But we've got a, we've got an interview with Ken, which is coming up in a bit, and he talks about point system and things like that. And it's made it more simple for me because I was looking at the average score. I won't spoil it. Won't spoil the interview, but I'm happy where I where I am currently. Um, I'm speaking to to Ken as well. He's uh, cool. made you mind more, at ease. Made you more confident in your race. Selection. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it's, think a, I th- it, it's a good interview with him because he does talk about how you should put. Well, yeah, we won't spoil it, but it gives you some thought. Food for thought in terms of selecting your races, how to think about it. It gives us a bit of an insight into Knighton and crew, the next two races coming up. But, uh, yeah, I think you, you're sitting in a good place in your group. Yeah. Which yeah. Is- and it really was a, it was a nice run. It was a very nice run. And we got a hat to celebrate to, oh, rather than a I didn't, I didn't <laughs> I've got your hat. Don't worry, I've got your hat. Well, coaches union. We talked about it, Adam, last week. I'm really grateful yeah. for the fact that you got your your coaching medal for you. <laughs> um, so it was it was a nice run. Um, we've got a poem from Ange again. I'm not going to spoil it. We've got a poem later on, and we'll play that poem. And yeah. it talks about that. It talks about Rugeley. Um yeah, it was, it was good. It was it, similar races than the NS, NSRRA later on down the line because I know uh, Flying Fox is very hilly. Ipstones 5 is very hilly. Mearbrook 15. K is very, 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 very hilly. So it gives me a good understanding of what I've got to come next, if that makes sense. Yeah. Plenty of, plenty of racing to go. Yeah. Which is the beauty of the NSRRA. I think you get to... Have a look at your race season, plan it, and go for the races that take your fancy. And it's it's such an enjoyable experience in the in the keeping an eye on the league tables. I didn't even get to Rugeley, and I was really keen to have a look at the league tables and see what had happened. And a new name popped up in my group, uh, which I hadn't seen in terms of I think did his first race, and you think. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a fifty pointer first race picked, obviously strong in the hills, so it's yeah. good. Gets me um makes me excited to get to my next race, which is gonna be crew ten. Um and see how we get on. I mean I I chose not to run it. Uh was carrying a bit of a niggle and I thought to myself, I'll get some lasting damage here, so I skipped it and we'll look at the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah we'll get on. Yeah, I did nine point nine nine on my Strava. I'm really annoyed with myself. I do it all the time. I don't know why. Really annoys me when I do it. I don't know why it annoys me, but it does. Is, it does. It's not you, a round thing. Are you taking a sneaky head start, or are you cutting corners because you're doing something? I, I don't know. Well, nine point nine nine is literally. I, I could have just literally kept me watch on for two more seconds. I would have got ten. It must be your long stride going around the corners or something. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, probably right. People that are listening. 
Does it annoy you as much as it annoys me when you've got like 9.99 on a race? I do it quite often. I do it at um, when I do my 5Ks. I, I did mean, at Great uh, North Run at a 12.99 or Great North Run. I I did uh, a race in September where I did a 10K PB. Um, but it came up, again, fractionally short. Uh, I ran through the finish line. I, I'm, if this isn't on my watch, if it's not on Strava, it doesn't count. So I ran through. <laughs> I went, went back for my medal. Um, it's, you know, be mindful. If it's not on Strava, it don't count. Oh, exactly. Um, I've got a 10-mile PB now because, although it was a 10-mile PB for me, because it didn't register as it registered nine point nine nine and never registered on Strava, so it, it hasn't actually happened. So I'm going to be mindful, people. Be mindful. <laughs> Just you have a listen to the interview with Ken. Yeah, I think it's really good. So let's let's have a listen to Ken. So thank you for joining us again, Ken. Second time, can't get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be invited back. Well, how are you doing? Yeah, we 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 we're good. We're we're good. We've uh, first two races all sorted. Um, just getting ready for night and then around uh, about two weeks' time. Uh, got a good entry for that. So yeah, it's looking quite good at the moment. I haven't decided whether to do night run or not yet. I'm 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 in two minds because I've got Stafford off uh, on the twelfth, so it's a week before, and I, I haven't run twenty miles for a long time. I went to train. The last time I did it was probably about. 12 months ago when I was training for, no, probably not that, that long but when I was training for London Marathon so I'm in two minds how many entrants do you normally get for Knighton? Well this this year we're, we're actually um, um, we're actually up and we've just touched including we've got 10 relatives so that's like 30 people um, and that but we've actually got uh, as of this morning we've got 400 ent- entered which wow. is which is up on last year like I say because last year I think we had about 310, 320. So, um, yeah, whether London going back to April, you know, has had a, you know, an effect on the numbers, you know, I'm not not quite sure. But yeah, we're really pleased with the numbers. I think a lot of people are using it as a a bit of a training run for London because I've got a couple of the people in Stoke Fit that was uh, talking like Pete Gibbs and Tim Mm. West. They're doing London and they're they're saying they're using it as a training run. But they're in two minds whether they do it as a training run or do it as a proper race because obviously they, they're, they're both it. Well, Pete's in my group, so absolutely, Pete, you do it as a training run. <laughs> if I come, <laughs> if I come and do it, but Tim, if you want to run it as fast as you can, you can. Rob keeps messaging me saying, "What do you reckon I should do? Should I do night and or not?" And I, I think he's waiting for me to say, "Absolutely, don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it helps you, Rob, um, you know, because we'll be taking entries right up until. Um, probably even on the day, I'd probably wait until the Tuesday after Stafford off, see what your legs your legs feel like, yeah. you know, and sort of have a chat about it and make it make a decision, you know, probably on the Tuesday rather than you know uh, committing yourself now and then um, not feeling you know not feeling so good and feel that you've got to go and do it. That, yeah. That's the sort of approach I'd uh, take. I don't know what you think about that, Ben. I mean that seems like a sensible approach. I'm going to hand Rob over to you. As you can, you can cope, Rob. I'm I'm done with him. He's causing me headaches. <laughs> <laughs> We've got couch to coach to even better coach. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's a sensible approach. I, I think we've touched on it in a couple of the previous episodes, and I felt it myself. Like the the sort of fixture list comes out, and you like you iron up your races. Um, 
And this is the reason I didn't do Rouge de 10 because I had a really good race at Alsager, but then carried a bit of a knock. And I knew if I'd have pushed myself into Rouge Lee, I'd have ended up with some long-term damage potentially. So I just didn't do it. But I think having knowing that, that you can leave it up with certain races, and I think having you as a contact to be good for the listeners to plan where they, their season's going and what the sort of entry is like for certain races and when the deadlines might be. And your Facebook page is really good because it is keeping everyone up to date with events that are coming. So that's, it's good. Good advice. See how you get on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's talk about Alsager and Rugeley. Happy with how they went, Ben? Yeah, I mean, really, really happy with, um, uh, with, with both of them. So um, with Alsager, we had 233 North Bath Road Runners finishers, which once again is up on last year. I think last year was 182. Um, Rudely was well up on North Bath Road Runners finishers as well. We had 163. Um, when we got the results out um, for all stage, I think which which have touched on before, we've moved a few people. We've moved a few people about. Um, I don't think anybody got moved after Rugeley, so it has settled down a bit. But we will still still keep an eye on it for sort of night and then, and then crew crew 10k just in case anybody has, hasn't hasn't done them. But I think it's it's settled down a little bit now. And um, yeah, all the leagues are looking are looking quite good. And I would be I won't be promoted. I don't think. I think I think I'm in my right group. Well, it's, in my group that I think might get promoted. Hopefully, it, it's a, it's early days. I mean, we, yeah. we've had, we've had two races. Um, think you know, you know, thing think things change. Um, I think all all you do at this time is you just keep entering the races that suit you. Um, do your best and see where your points, you know, where where your points get you. It's it's a little bit a little bit too early yet. Well, going back to Rugeley, um, we had a first. Um, group winners mugs, um, um, uh, the lovely mugs we have from Moreland Pottery, and they went down really well. And uh, I don't know if you saw uh, people posting the pictures of the mugs when they got home and they got the brew in them. So we, you know, we always like to encourage people. You know, people I was all in one up. I was I was devastated when I couldn't come to Rouge because I had my eye on one of them. I saw two. A two two members of Stoke Fit won. So Mil- Michelle got Dalgano won one. So for her group, I can't remember what group she's in. And then uh, Matt Matt won one as well. Matt Craig he won one. So I saw them in, in real life. They think really they're really nice, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're really nice mugs, and um, you know they do do cherish them. So just I know it's still quite a while away, but the next um, three events where we will be giving the group mugs away is the sixth of August. That's at the Trentham Ten K. The third of September at the South Cheshire twenty mile, and then the fifth of November at the Flying Fox ten mile. So there's you know three more chances spread through the season and spread through distances. So uh, plenty of plenty of chances for people. You know, Flying Fox is one of the last ones, isn't it? As well, uh, that's where people uh, are like, vying for position. I yeah. From last year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we've got the uh, flying flying foxes number eighteen, and it sort of drops at a right time, you know, sort of in the season that um, people might be chasing points if they haven't done early ones, or they'll have already done the twelve, and they might not have had such a good race somewhere else, and they're trying to drop points off. So yeah, uh, flying foxes, um, it's always sort of a pivotal race in the program. Mm, it's good yeah. that you do the incentives like that. Having the, I mean, I, I really. 
as you've heard, absolutely loved all Sager in terms of the fact that you can go into it as a proper race, racing against people in your division or league, and then obviously having the opportunity to be a group winner. And obviously, as you go through the season, the opportunity to win a, a, a mug as well is another little thing to get you your interest in the races. I, I'm in love with it, Ken. I think it's brilliant. And like I say, and also for um, you know the, the you know the older people. I mean, you you know you two guys are still young yet. You know, hopefully you've got years and years of running left in your legs. But uh, we also, uh, we, you know, we cater for all age groups. So yeah. top three in every every age group. Um, also, you know, gets an award, at, you know, at our, our presentation evening, you know. So uh, there's, there's, like I say, through the season, there's lots of things to, you know, aim for. I mean, um, the older people, they might be maybe only in the top 10 in the group, but they could be winning the, you know, winning the group. And then also we have the we have the team competition as well, which is based on age as well. So for the, um, uh, for the men, it's the top six counters um across across age groups and for the ladies it's the top four counters and we have first and second teams and that so you know for clubs there's there's lots to aim lots to aim at as we go yeah. through the season and just going back to your um your leagues and obviously your 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 sort of promotions already and assessing your groups is that is that done as like a committee or is it something you do based upon the times from the events, or how do you make that decision? Well, what we tend what we tend to do is that in, in the first uh, instance is myself and Sue. So what we do, uh, I'll give you all sage. What we did is all sage. Yeah, is we looked at the top four in every group, put what the time, put what the times were, and then it's easy to compare. I mean, the the, the prime example is the group that Rob was in, and the guy who won. Uh, the guy who actually was in F that day, and um, we looked at his time, and uh, it was comparable with two groups up a D, to, you know, a D time. So he was quite easy to move. Um, once you've got, if you like, the top four times of every group, it is easy to see if yeah. somebody straight away, um, you know, it is in the wrong group. If it's a close, close net thing, then we'll probably leave them there because they may be brilliant at five mile, but they may not be so good at ten mile, or you know, or, you know, or twenty miles. Well, I think there was about six that went after all, Sager, and um, we've been vindicated by that because when the results from uh, Rudely come out, all of them had done had done well in the high, you know, in the higher groups. We're just trying to be as it's like a little bit competitive at the top of each group. But without somebody being out of sight, because if we hadn't to move, if we hadn't to move, move Pab out of, out of there, um, he would have just walked away with it, and then people start to get disillusioned. You know, if you if you're three four minutes behind the person yeah. at the top, yeah. if you only, you know, if there's only second, you know, seconds in it. So um, initially, it's me and Sue. If there's any we aren't sure about, then we'll send it out to you know the rest of the committee saying what do you think. What after all, Sage, it was it was pretty obvious who was you know who, who, you know who was going to going to be moved. Got a couple more that have got little stars by them on in the office, and we'll just keep an eye on them the next couple of races. I'm have a star next to my name, Ken. You're in the right. You're in the right group at the moment. Sure. Both of you are in the you know in the right group. 
I'm happy yeah, that's, with that. That, that's how we do it. What we always say to people, you know, if anybody thinks that they're in the wrong group, either um, um, there are not many talents they think they should be promoted, but if anybody thinks that they're in the wrong group and we should, you know, drop them down a group, just tell them to get in touch with us. Because, as I say, we've got nearly 400 members and we aren't, we aren't infallible. We, you know, we do rely on the membership, you know, to say to, you know, say to us, can you just have, you know, have a look? I think it's a really good thing and I think... Prime example, again, mentioning Michelle Dalgano. She was promoted uh, from her group up and then she won her group when she was promoted at Rusley. So she obviously shows that she's a very competitive runner and even got the promotion, she still won her group. So it's really good that you've got that option as well. Uh, and I, I agree with you. I think looking at when Pab won, I was like, oh my life, how the hell am I going to get anywhere near him? And then when you said he got promoted to two groups, I was like, well, yeah, that just shows. Um, and, I, and I know we've had a question from, on Facebook, and I know you've already answered the question on Facebook, uh, Ken, um, but I'm going to ask anyway for the people that I haven't seen on, on, on there. How do you choose the races that you actually have on the fixture list? Because somebody was asking about Potter's Half and why Potter's Half wasn't a NSLRA fixture. So just talk to us a bit about that. Before you go through that, you need to drop the H off half. It's half, Rob. Half, sorry. Potter's half. Yeah, Potter's half. Yeah, Potter's half. (laughs) Yeah, well... What North Stats Roadrunners is, is about, and it's a bit like what your podcast is, and that is about promoting uh, promoting local runs. So our first port of call is always um, races that are put on by clubs. Yeah. So that, um, you, you know, when people enter them, then the money that's raised from that, we know that it's either going to charity or it's going, it's going back into the clubs. And we know there's, you know, there's fabulous race, you know, fabulous races out, you know, out, out there. But we do tend to primarily support, uh, you know, sort of club races or if there's a um, couple of races aren't that, that aren't by clubs, um, the people who actually give a lot back to, you know, to, you know, to local running in the area. Um, we're always open to anybody asking if they can come on to the, you know, sort of the North Staffs Roadrunners programme. But primarily we always... Um, Give priority to you know to to work uh, races that are that are organised by you know the local you know the local running clubs. As I say, if you go through the fixture list, you'll see us you know where the vast majority of them you know they did all the club races. You know, South Cheshire areas, Trenton Running Club, Root Rootley Runners, um, you know, so on, so on, and so forth. So that's really you know how we um, you know we come to the races that we've got on on a program. Now, here's some breaking news for you. Oh, so, here we go. Yeah, hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll put a bit of a jingle in. Hang on. Breaking news. NSRRA exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, know if you've, I don't know if you've picked up on um, social media in the last sort of 24 hours that we we looked as if we were losing one of our races um, at the Stoke Festival of Running. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I haven't seen that. No, yeah. So, that that's actually an hour... And our program so reserves has, into, as a reserve. It's reserve. It's reserve one, and um, um, we've we've heard. Well, the, the people who organise it are definitely not organising it because there's a bit of health issues and other things that have, that have come into it, and we thought we'd lost it, but literally twenty minutes before I come on air, as um, somebody else has been in been in touch with me and has been in touch with the organisers, and it looks like they're taking it on. 
So um, there's a, there's an exclusive an exclusive for oh, you. Okay. Look at this. Yeah. We are, this shows how well connected we are. Exclusives. Yeah. As soon as as soon as we've got confirmation of um, of that, um, I will message you, and you can either get it into this week's. Uh, podcast or if not definitely you'll have it in you know in next week's podcast but yeah we thought we'd actually lost the uh, the festival of uh, running which was would have been a shame because uh, i was there last year and it was it was a crack it was a cracking event i did it last year i did both the 5k and the 10k uh, it was when i was training for london and i think i can't remember what was on my training plan but i, to, I, I thought i'd do both so i did both i can't mm. do it this year because I'm, I'm in dublin for a stag do so right, right. i've actually looked at the fixtures and i can't that's one of the only ones that i can't actually get to go I and do remember but... the weekend last year when we were training for london and you uh you messaged me saying i'm doing a 5k What's the best way to uh, prepare for the ten k the day after? Uh, no, it was the same day. The same day. I did the hour later. <laughs> yeah, I did the five k. That was it. Five k was. Yeah. I think ten k might have been first. I can't remember, but I did ten k, and then about an hour later, I stayed and did the five k. You did an awful lot of racing in the build up to London. I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're picking and choosing this year, Ken. We got we got some tactics. <laughs> yeah. talking, talking of picking and choosing, then we've got the next two races, which is Night and Twenty and Crew Ten K. Right? Yes, give us a yes. bit of an overview of those two. Those two. Okay, so, uh, so um, uh, Night and Twenty. Just a bit of background on this: is this originally used to be the staff of Twenty, which started at the um, University at Beaconside, and that was a three-lap course. And then um, um, most of the universities closed down with increased traffic. Um, we decided to look for a new course and we moved to Knighton in, in, in 2016. And so we've been there since uh, 20, 2016. Um, very, very quiet sort of uh, part part of the county. Um, as I say, we do, uh, we do a leaflet drop there about a week before and on the whole of the seven mile route, there's probably only about 50 houses. So it is, you know, a really quiet route for, um, you know, sort of people running. Um, we based the sports, you know, the sports club and they, you know, they, they welcome us with open arms. And it's all linked to uh, Premier Foods Factory, which is next door, but they don't work on a Sunday. So we have the whole use of the car park. So, um, you know, that that's a really good, a really good race. And lots of people will use that for London and Manchester. And with that, we have a three-stage relay. And we have prizes for that as well. So it can either be a male team, a female team, or a mixed team. Um, we've presently got 10 teams entered in as a relay and uh, normally um, we tend to get relay teams coming in sort of you know sort of later then the other thing uh, that we've uh, got on offer at night and is that anybody who did uh, all stage of five and they do either night and 20 mile or the relay we've got a lovely combination medal for them as well you know so um, you know lots of people you know will be getting um if you were the first, if you were one of the first three hundred to enter, you'll get the night and medal. Um, everybody who did all sage and night and will get the combination medal. But everybody get everybody gets a t-shirt as well. So all the uh, evidence in place for that. Uh, we then move on to uh, the 9th of April, Easter Sunday. And uh, the Crew 10K, and uh, I've just seen the T-shirt that's come out for that—a uh, light blue one that looks mm, really looks nice. Being a Man City fan, it 
fits yeah, quite well. Perfect. Yeah, perfect colours for you, Rob. What, <laughs> I don't uh, like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the Crew 10K is um, one of the flat courses. So if you're looking for if you're looking for a good time, um, you know that's the one to you know that's the one to go. Um, really well organised by South Cheshire Harriers. Um, great support from all their marshals. So uh, you know that's uh, what a must one to do. That's one to keep an eye on Nostas Roadrunners Facebook page because that normally does get full. But I tend to keep an eye on the entries and I will sort of let people know saying as you know there's only a hundred entries left, there's only 50, 50 entries left. But you know, them are the next sort of two races that we've got. So we've got the long di- we've got the, the first one, if you like, for the long distance merchants who do well at the longer stuff. And then we switch over to uh, it's probably along with Stone St. Michael's um, um, two of the fastest courses that are on our program. Sounds, sounds good. Sounds Winstone good. St. Michael's, uh, that's on the, the 25th of June. Oh, two days before my birthday. Might have a look at that one now you said it's a fast one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a, um, both both Crew and um, uh, Stone St. Michael's, they're both two lap courses as well. So, you know, you get great support as you, you know, as you come, you know, you know, as you come through each lap. Fantastic. And are there any more in the, I'm, I'm just thinking about, the relays. Are there any more relays throughout the season, uh, other than the, um, the South Cheshire Twenty relay? No, I don't think it is. No, no. Okay. Um, I stand to be corrected. I don't think. I don't think it's the Twenty has a re as a relay. Uh, you know, in with it. Well, we'll get you back on anyway. Uh, after a couple more races, we'll get you back in. Bit more feedback. We you can have a regular, regular, reg. I can't even say it. A regular slot on the Couch to Coach podcast talking about NSRRA. Um, so I don't know if you've got anything else you want to add, Ken. I know we've got Cheadle coming up this weekend. I know it's not an NSRRA fixture, but I know you, you, you're supporting yeah, we, that. Yeah, we've, we've been helping to, to promote um, um, uh, Cheadle 5. And it's it, it, it's a cracking cracking race. Um, doesn't cost. It's only it's only £10 for a club runner to, uh, you know, to enter. So one of the, one of the cheaper ones. And like I say, what um, Cheadle have done, we, we talk about it a lot over the years. As uh, you know, we get people saying, "Oh, I've run quicker here than at All Sage." And so this year, just to add a little bit of um, more interest to it, and just trying out a few more people, is that anybody who does run quicker at um, at the Cheadle Five than All Sage Five, then the Cheadle Running Club they put them in a draw, and um, you know there's loads of prizes to be won, and there's a free entry to Epstones, there's a free entry to their other race, Cheadle Four. Um, entries are still open on, you know, on AV timing. So if anybody wants to come along and just have a great five-mile race, uh, come along on Sunday, and um, you, I, I promise you, you'll really enjoy it. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. I've got one more question for you, Ken. Go on then, Ben. Chairman's prediction. Last time you were on the show, you said Rob was going to get promoted. <laughs> are you are you still confident potentially a promotion for Rob? I am because if you if right at the beginning of the interview when Rob said he wasn't going to get promoted, I said to him, I said it's too early to say, and um, I, I, I don't think you can sort of say that until we've probably we've probably had maybe probably seven or eight races. Um, you know, we sort of got a you know a bit more idea. So probably 
Um, somewhere around about June time, we'll we'll revisit that question. Well, no. well every time you come on, we're going to do a regular feature. The chairman. <laughs> So a bit of a ta ta tactical conversation here before you go, Ken. I might take this bit out, dependent on what the answer is and dependent if these people that are listening that are in my group. Is it better to run as many races as you can or is it better to select the races where you think you're going to get better positions, if that makes sense? I think there's a bit, I think there's a bit of both. I think I'll answer those in a minute, but one thing I would say to you is plan your season so that you're not chasing races at the end of the year. Because if you're chasing races, then you've got to do every race, yeah. even if you're carrying a bit of a niggle. What it's better to do is to plan your races through the year, highlight the ones that think are your strengths. So if you, if you think... If you think is your if you think your strength is in the Hellier courses, then look at the Hellier courses. If you think your strength is in the, the you know the fast flat ones, you know uh, you know sort of you know do that. Ideally, if you get to sort of round about October, and you've sort of got eleven, twelve then, and there's still three, four races left, you can then choose whether you do them or not to drop off. No, you make it your choice rather than you've got to chase. You know, you've got to chase races. Yeah. That's really the best approach to make. As we're we're early doors now, um, you know. So have a look at if you like the first half of the program. And say, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this, and get to if you like the last third of the of the season where you can pick what races you're doing, and you decide whether you want to do more than you know more than twelve. Um, you know, don't get to sort of, um, if you like, September and you've only done seven races. So you've got to do all the last five, regardless of where your fitness is or if you pick a cold up or you pick a niggle up, make sure you're in, you're in charge of it. Yeah. And in terms of those trying to make sense of the league tables as they come out, so the first column I think is total points and then after your name you've got the average points. What is it that you're looking to accumulate to think of promotion? Is it your total points at the end of the season or the average? Total. It's to 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 total points. Total points gives you gives you your your position in the yeah, in, in the league. So if you just if you look at the league table, um, and we'll 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 just go down and we'll just have a look at um, at Ben's group because we've got him there. Um, you'll see as Richard Horton's ran two races. And he's got a hundred points, and obviously his average is is fifty. Um, Rob, you you're at the moment you're in fifth place, mm. and um, you've you've got eighty seven points, and that was uh, a forty two at All Sager, and forty five at uh, Rudesley, and we add them together, and that gives you an average of forty three point five zero. That makes um, sense now because I was looking yeah. at the average. So right, okay. Now you're looking at you're looking at the points in yeah. that, the points in column in column one. All that is that's just telling you your average, and obviously your average will change through the season as you you know as you're accumulating your accumulating your points. Yeah. But yeah, the first two columns are your your key ones, which is. Um, how many points you've got and how many races, how many races you've got. Excellent work. So I'm going to see you next at Crew 10. Okay. That's, that's more looking, looking forward to that. Um, Rob, you have a good run 
at Stafford. Thank you very and much. And just uh, have, a, have a chat with Ben, you know, probably on the Tuesday or the Wednesday after yeah. Stafford when you know how Stafford's gone, you know how your legs are feeling. And you know we we may see you at night, and uh, you know we may we may not. I'm going to keep it a secret. Keep people okay. in group guessing in group F. I might be there, and I might not be there. Oh, he's learning. He's learning. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Ken, um, Ben's got a race as well before me. He's, he's doing Cambridge. I know it's not near here, but Cambridge off this weekend. Off this weekend. So what, what day? What day to your half then, Ben? Uh, this Sunday, the fifth. Oh, it's this Sunday. I say. Yeah. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, I want to get as close to 80 minutes as I can, so we'll see how we get yeah. on. What, uh, what time of course is it? Is it a flat or a hilly or undulating? It, I mean, or The Strava profile seems to make it look like it's all downhill. I mean, Cambridge is very flat, as you probably know, mm. um, in terms of the area. So there's a few little steep climbs, only tiny ones, but predominantly flat and a, a, a nice fast course. So... Uh, well supported. My first big city race in a long time, so I'm just going to go and enjoy it and see how we get on. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy, and I will uh, look forward to listening to next week's podcast and uh, hearing how you hear how you got on. Good man. Cheers, Ken. Cheers, Ken. Yeah. Thanks very much. And like yeah. I say, we'll get Good, we'll, 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 we will get you back on in, yeah. in whenever. Um, we... as, as a line, have a look at yeah. the fixture list, and whenever you think it's you know an opportune moment, you know when we've maybe done you know sort of six or seven races, and the leagues are starting to take place. Perfect. Awesome. Cheers, Ken. This episode of Couch to Coached is proudly brought to you in association with the North Staffordshire Road Racers Association, proudly promoting road running in the North Staffordshire region since 1974. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. A bit of a light-hearted one. Runners World did a poll. A poll. Um, and it was, what do you do if your shoelaces come undone halfway through a race? Oh. So... How many people, Rob? We're going to start the clock now because this is the discussion. This is the discussion. So, how many people said only percentage out of 615 votes? What percentage said they would stop and tie it immediately? I would say the Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We are two normal guys that live normal lives and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Cows to Coast over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. So there you go. Some more information of NSRRA, and we will definitely, definitely get Ken back on. Friend to the show. We're making friends here. We've got Adam as a friend. We've got Ken as a friend. We've got Barefoot as a friend. Uh, so we'll get him back on. Just give us a bit more of an update. Probably in a after the next couple of races, we'll have a look at Nighting, we'll have a look at Crew, and then I think it's Utox to Half after that. So we've got a couple of races coming up, leading us up until into summer. So it'll be good I to think get it's one of them, isn't it? The group of friends that we've got, that question, 
uh, if you could have dinner, who would you invite? <laughs> I mean, that's quite good. Me, you, Ken, Adam, and Barefoot. Well, there you go. What we'll do, we'll we'll have like a a Top Gear leaderboard of things that we'll we'll keep an eye on. Uh, the the best guests. Um, we'll, we'll have the the dinner table of guests. See what happens if we go through. See if he can not if he if he can get if he can get. We'll have five guests. There you go. We'll meet yeah. you, and then we'll have we'll have three guests. We'll so create our dream not... dinner date with with, yeah. our, with our guests. But talking of leaderboards, should we um? Should we go through the Strava leaderboard? You're the man with the plan with the Strava leaderboard. I am indeed. So, look. yeah, so um, this week I actually managed, I remembered to take a screenshot of the league on Sunday night uh, rather than having to work my way through it um, today. So, in reverse order, from Monday to Sunday last week, we have in third place. First entry onto the leaderboard, I believe, I might be wrong, Tim West. Well done, Tim. Tim 43, West. Yeah, Stoke Fit member. Stoke Fit. 43.9. He's uh, training for London. He got a, a place at London through Stoke Fit, so he's doing a lot of training for London, so you'll probably see him featuring regularly. Uh, and, and then we've got, in, third, in second place, sorry, we have the geezer from New Zealand, Sean Moynihan, 55.5 miles. And then in first place, I think she was first place last week as well. She's getting in there miles. She definitely is. Alicia Gilbert, 60.7 miles. Again, another 60 miles in the bag for Alicia. So well done, Alicia. That is really consistent, isn't she? Very consistent, very consistent. So then we've got this week, so Monday to Thursday. We are doing it a little bit early, so apologies if we make a mistake. So the third place at this moment in time is Amanda Kelly with 24.5 miles. So well done, Amanda. Another Stoke Fit member, as we've already discussed in the past. That was a big plea on the previous episode. Let's get more Stoke Fit members on the board. They're listening <laughs> to us. We've done it. Um, and then we've got Sean Moynihan, again, the geezer from New Zealand, and we've 24.6 miles. So just coming in second, just before Amanda. I've got a feeling he started his speed work. Yeah, I think he has, because he, he's not I doing saw, as many miles. I saw a uh, session from him on there, so well done, Sean, if you've now on your, uh, your speed work. Who's top? And then, top, first place, Alicia Gilbert, um, with, what's she got? 24.8, so quite close, quite close. We've got 24.5, 24.6, and 24.8. So we are quite close with the leaderboard this week i just want to mess special mention um to one of our stoke fit members i was talking to her the other day on monday so well done to jody hertzberg john i hope i've said that right apologies if i haven't she ran carsington half last week i want to say last sunday and got a, a a pb i think it's the first time she's run a half marathon and she got really she did really really well and then she's doing stafford half we were talking about her experience and how the podcast has really helped her and motivated her and she had a bit of a lull with her running but it really helped to get her through that she wanted a podcast to listen to and she noticed that we were doing a podcast so if anybody else has got any feedback like that please let us know so thank you jody thank you for reaching out to us and speaking to us about it yeah fantastic and good luck at stafford as well i'm sure i'll see you there but good luck Good luck to everyone running Stafford, eh? It's mm. uh, Stafford half. Stafford. Well, it is a half. It isn't half, as in Potter's half. I don't know why, but it's a Stafford half. I think they're a bit posher in Stafford, so it's half, don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? So, I think 
we should have a bit of a new feature. We yep. we asked, we asked, and she's delivered. She has delivered. We've uh, Angela Morton with Poets Corner. Welcome to Poets Corner. My name is Angela Morton, and here is my latest poem written after the Rugeley 10 mile race. Have you seen the elevation for the Rugeley 10 mile race? Oh my god, it's hilly, but we all put smiles on our face. Stoke fit yet again, showing them how it's done. We all did our best, even though it wasn't fun. Plodding up those hills, wearing a frown, but what goes up must come down. Use that downhill to your advantage, like Amanda Kelly on the rampage. She loves hills and powers on up, legs moving like a bionic pup. But today she's not running in Group L. She's representing the county running 10 miles in real. She's run amazing, but no change there, supported by the dogs and her big bear. Meanwhile at Rugeley, we all carried on, battling the hills, oh, not another one. Working so hard to get to the line with thoughts of a rewarding glass of wine. Here comes Ange Morton, her arms are pumping, don't run too close, she's renowned for trumping. Mile 10 is inside, and goodness for that. Rugely 10 miler, you've been a twat. So there you go. Poets Corner. Thank you very much, Ange. Uh, she, Thanks, we asked, she delivered. Um, hopefully we'll get some more. She said that she's running Stafford Half with myself and Jody and other people from Stoke Fit. There's a couple of people from Stoke Fit, so hopefully she'll do another one for us. Um, and then, again, she can read it out for us and we can make it a regular feature. If anybody else has got any poems that want to be read out, um, it's not exclusively for Ange, although she has taken that that mantle. And I know Tim was the first person to write us a poem, but if anybody else has got any ideas of how to write poems, please do let us know and we would more than welcome you either reading out yourself or we'll read it out for you. Yeah, I'm not writing another poem. <laughs> proper tax to me the last time I had to write a poem. I enjoyed, I enjoyed writing mine. Uh, and then yours was very good. You beat me, yeah, so... We'll, we'll bring that one back in, and, I don't know, about 12 months' time. We'll, we'll leave it to the professionals. We'll leave it to Ange to do the poems in Poems Corner. <laughs> we'll leave that to her. So I think it's time that we do our long-standing usual feature of listeners' questions. Yeah, we'll do some listeners' questions. We've got three listeners' questions. So we've got people from all over the world uh, with listeners' questions today. Um, so we have Ian Sloss, uh, is a Stoke Fit member. He reached out to us. He's one of our leaders at Stoke Fit. So thank you, Ian. And the question from Ian is, a question for your pod, please. As a more experienced, in brackets, old, he said that, not me, runner, I have been reading that to maintain performance, I should reduce my intensity in my training. What does that actually mean? I know that I am not able to now get anywhere near my PBs, but I still love to run. And just before we answer that question, another shout out to Ian. He's just become a granddad. Uh, so hey. congratulations to Ian. Um he mentioned it. Or he couldn't come to running club yesterday because he was going to visit his new grand kid, grandchild. So congratulations, Ian. Um, congrats. I hope everything's okay with everybody. I think you're not going to be able to reduce your intensity, Ian, if you've just had a grandchild because <laughs> I imagine things are going to get a lot more intense. You're going to be asked to come and step in for the uh, the babysitting duties. So, um, 
No, serious question, serious answer. Um, it's a good question. I don't think necessarily that it's a one-size-fits-all approach to reducing your intensity. It, it, a lot of it depends upon your training history. So training history is how, how much running you've done over the years. You're classifying yourself as an older runner. If you're an older, experienced runner, uh, the, the best thing you can do really is to listen to the body. Um, I think anybody of any age, as we spoke about previously with um, getting the right balance in a training week, should be adopting a sort of an 80-20 split and 80% of your weekly mileage is easy, 20% of your weekly mileage is higher intensity. Um, and realistically speaking, you you still need to have that intensity there if you're looking to try and improve your times because that's how you develop speed. Um, but it, it all depends on what your goals are, what your targets are. Um, and I think if you are an experienced older runner, I don't think you need to necessarily do anything. So I'm going to disagree with the fact that you need to reduce your intensity your body will probably start to give you signs as you get a bit older. And the important thing is to listen to those signs. Um, regardless of age, are you picking up any injuries, any knocks, uh, any tight muscles? Are you finding things a little bit more difficult? And, and naturally your paces will start to decline slightly, but some of the best runners I know are, are in their 50s and 60s and I think you only have to look at the NSRRA and see some of the ages of some of the people the men and women that are running to, to see that you can still do it and age is just a number yeah absolutely age is just a number um, I suppose it does get harder the older that you get I suppose the wear and tear on your body the intensity in your body um, yeah. but I've already mentioned, we mentioned Norman, who is in Group F with us, 72. So I think it's, it's it's looking at that stuff that we spoke about in the episode of Adam last week about recovery and, and making that you're the best at rest, Adam said it was. Um, and the, uh, the equation that I brought out of the Steve Magnus book that stress plus rest equals growth. And I think you, you're all right to continue doing your... Uh, easy runs, your intensity runs, but it's what we do away from the running that's going to give us that longevity. So I would say it's not so much to focus on reducing your intensity, it's to probably focus on the things that you're currently maybe not doing, and that's focusing on your recovery, self-massage, foam rolling, ice baths, heat and cold compression, um, active recovery like walking. Um, if you've got an office job, standing up every hour or so to do a bit of stretching, a bit of moving around. Um but yeah, I think it's a good question, but I think it's something that you've got to uh, keep quite individual and just listen to your body. Yeah. Thank you for that question, Ian. If you've got any more questions about it, if we, if you, if you want more information, let us know. We can either answer on the podcast. I'm sure Ben's happy to to have a chat with you about. Yeah, reach out if you need more advice. Yeah. Awesome. Lovely. So the next question, we have a better question from Bryony Hill. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Um, aware of this name but it's a, an email that she sent through to us so if people want to send us via, a, a question via email please do so it's got a couple by email which is have, good yeah. email account that's a uh, couch to coach at outlook.com um and that's in the show notes i think it as is. always 
so she's from the USA. So international USA. listener. USA. USA. So she's from Michigan in the USA. She's asked, what is the best race distance to start with as a new runner? It's a very good question. They operate in kilometres over there, don't they? Yeah, I think they do. Um, do they do some right. races to us like half marathons and marathons and stuff like that? Yeah, Bryony, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the answer, but I'm gonna go in miles, so you're gonna have to convert it because I don't do kilometres. <laughs> um, but it's up to you, really. What was your first race distance, Rob? Uh, my first race. I've just been thinking about that. My first race was at Blackpool. Um, it was run the lights or something like that. I think it was a 7.5 K. It was a really bizarre run like race. Um, mm. But I, I've always, I've, I love Blackpool. I went to Blackpool last week. I was a half for half term, went to Blackpool. So I love Blackpool. Uh, so it was running down the prom through all the lights at night time. It was a, it was an amazing run. Um, so yeah, it was 7.5 K. Uh, and then I think, my, my first serious, if you want to call it serious, run was Potter's Half off. Potter's Half two years ago. I did that half marathon. So, yeah. I think the the key thing with this question is not to, you know, bite off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a brand new runner, which is the question, start at 5K. I think that's an obvious sort of choice. Um, you can progress the distances, but I think the key thing uh, as a runner is to have a goal because you know what you're training towards. It keeps you motivated. Um, but there's nothing to say you have to start at 5K. You could start at like a 10K or a half marathon. Some people do just wake up one day and think, oh, I want to do a marathon, and that might be their first distance. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think just be sensible with it. Um and if you are struggling to know where to start with your training, then reach out to a coach if you know any. No? Rob, know any good coaches? I do. I can't yeah. remember who it is, though. I think um, I think Ken would be a good coach. Ken? <laughs> Ken, reach out to Ken Rushton. Um, it's a bit far to go. I think I think he lives in Stoke, and he's a bit, he's, he's in Michigan, but long-distance yeah, relationships and all that. Just do whatever you do, do it sensibly. Don't go out and run 20 miles as your first run to see whether you're in a position to do a, a full marathon or a marathon. Um, just pick sensibly, but... I think if you're asking us what your ideal first race distance should be, I think you've done the hard work. You're thinking about races, and that's a really good step um, to keep your motivation up. So a good question. There's part runs in Michigan. That's what I was looking at just. Um, so they do do them in the USA. So on the part on the 5K app, I've just been looking. There is a couple. I don't know how big Michigan is, and if you're anywhere near this these these places, but there's two in Livonia and Lily, apparently. So if you fancy doing a part run at them places, yeah. go to yeah, them places. A bit of part yeah. run touring in America, that'd be nice one day. Actually, that's a good idea, Brian. If you want to come across and do a live podcast with you. He could pay for us come across. That's absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah, you have to do with the expenses because we're yeah. a low budget podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe Ken, maybe Kennel support us as well through the NSR. If anybody wants to sponsor us on a holiday to Michigan, <laughs> uh, just just you know, show notes, reach out to us. We got any more questions? Thank yeah. you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. And we've got another. Um, question from somebody that i'm not aware of I'm, I'm apologies if we if you do know us it's mark boot 
he sent this via an email again. So if you want to send a question, like we said, send it to couch2coached at outlook.com. His question is, I hear the term fartlek training used quite often. What is this and how would or could I incorporate this into my training? Yeah, fartlek training um, is a really um, effective training mechanism, I'll call it. Um, and it's something that anybody can adopt into their training. Um, Bartlek is basically a Swedish term or Swedish method. Um, and it's used often by sort of middle to long distance runners um, to, to incorporate some speed work. A traditional Bartlek is an unstructured Bartlek, I believe. Um, Bartlek basically is uh, a word that is stands for speed play and you are literally playing around with running at different speeds so we'll talk a little bit later about rob's workout of the week workout of the week um <laughs> but we have a structured training for rob um where you do intervals so you have a set interval time or distance and then a set rest period um one of the things to do with fartlek is to run um, fast for a few minutes and then slower for a few minutes and you pick your paces so you might run hard and then run easy or you might run sort of uh, medium hard and then jog um, a traditional unstructured Bartlek is to do it through different times um, one of the best ways you can do it is if you're running down the road um, or pavement and you see lampposts as markers you can say to yourself every third lamppost you're going to run fast or five lampposts and then you're going to run slow and then every third lamppost you're going to run fast and then you're going to run slow after you've done that um you could be jogging along the road and every time a red car passes you you put like a one minute running and then you repeat that for the duration of the run and that gives you a really good unstructured part like unstructured speed session um and it's all about basically challenging the body to go through these different intensities and different rest periods and it's a really good way of having some fun in your training not sort of being too restricted to a particular session if you don't feel like doing reps structured reps um but it's all going to add to your training because you're playing around with the intensity and the rest periods i must admit when i see them training in, in, in um, the training peaks program i think to myself Oh my god, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy that. But I really do enjoy them. I really do enjoy them sessions because they are fun and you're pushing yourself rather than going out for an easy run all the time yeah. and just that can become a bit monotonous and a bit boring and you're just like, oh, it's the same yeah, pace all the time. Easy runs do become a bit boring, but the quicker you get to the point where you understand that they're your bread and butter of training yeah. and as we talked about in previous episodes, you understand why you're doing them, you will enjoy them. Yeah. With someone that's new to training and new to coaching, maybe doing a workout like we're going to talk about later for you and structured workouts, when you see them or you prescribe them or you pick them up in your training plan off your book or your magazine or online, you can become really daunted with it. Yeah. And one of the things that felt like unstructured by that method of running down the road and every time a red car goes past you, doing a one minute faster effort and then you carry on running until the next red car goes past you you can say, well, I'm going to go out for 60 minutes. That 60 minutes all of a sudden becomes quite fun because you never know when that red car is going to come around the corner. Um, and you don't know how many efforts you're going to get in. And what it does teach you as well in terms of actually taking that further into a race 
environment is surges at any given time in a race if you are seriously racing through like an nsrra competition that red car is all of a sudden the first runner that goes past you with the letter f on their back or the letter b on their back you don't know when that's coming because they're coming from behind as soon as they go past that's the red car run hard for a minute and that's you regaining control of where you are in the race good tactic mm. get out there red car mm. let us know if you do it as well yeah I, I, I've, I've never thought about doing that kind of stuff but it sounds like a really good idea um just to mix things up a little bit because that's what we need to do to keep it to keep you engaged to keep you it, it fun for you because i know people listen to podcasts i know people listen to music and there's only so much a podcast can do i know we're very good but we can't keep you entertained as in motivated all the time but like getting out there and actually running and actually doing something a bit different is really really good i mean it's a challenge for you next time you are out on a run and you're not sure as to what to do with your session but you want to do some speed work listen to the podcast listen to this podcast and every time we say the word nsrra <laughs> you have to run hard for three minutes yeah that's there something you, you can do speed session incorporated for you yeah we say nsrra quite a bit sometimes <laughs> there he is. he's just sent you off on a speed run <laughs> let's wait three minutes and drop another one in rob um <laughs> But no, some really good questions there. And I will say thank you very much for your questions. And I think we're both grateful for the fact that we're getting questions sent to us now by email. Mm. Uh, Matt Clare, previous week of our work, we've sent us an email question uh, for the episode. So keep sending them in to us because we enjoy answering them. Uh, but I enjoy answering them. I'm sure Rob enjoys having a conversation around them. And we hope you enjoy listening to the answers. And it's stuff you can incorporate into your training. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it keeps people engaged into the actual podcast as well it's a good to, to talking point and more of a focus on the actual coaching side and the conversations that me and ben would be having if we were having phone calls rather than using this as our coaching session we we would be having these kind of conversations so it's really good awesome well, let's have a look at our new new feature uh we discussed it a couple of weeks ago um before the interview with Adam, the failed interview with Adam, huh. it's got his own name. We talked about Coach Reads, Couch Reads. Mm. I did a conversation starter um, from the Running World magazine. So it's an unprepared time discussion about something running related that one of us has read in either in a book or a magazine or on social media. So we take it in turns. I did one, so Ben's going to do this time, and we'll time it for five minutes. Uh, so Ben will read it out, and then we'll discuss it for five minutes. So over to you, Ben. So do I read first and then start the clock, or do you start yeah, the clock? Yeah, read, read first, then start the clock. So I have picked something from uh, the same popular running publication uh, that Rob got his from, um, Runner's World. We're allowed to drop that in. Other... Other running magazines are available. Um, I don't think they are, actually. You only ever see Runners World on yeah, the really, day, men's, but, men's fitness and things like that, but it's not really yeah. related to running, is it? Get yourself down to a magazine shop, and there are plenty there. But anyway, um, a bit of a light-hearted one. Runners World did a poll. A poll. Um, and it was, what do you do if your shoelaces come undone halfway through a race. Oh. So 
How many people, Rob? That, I'm going to start the clock now because this is the discussion. This is the discussion. So, how many people said in a percentage out of 615 votes, what percentage said they would stop and tie it immediately? I would say pretty high. I reckon they spoke to people that were proper runners and they do a lot of running. And I, th- I think people will recognise if they don't tie the laces that potentially are going to trip themselves up. So I'd say around about 75%. Well, give me the answer. What would you do if your shoelace came undone or in a race? I'd stop. I'd, I'd have to stop. I would stop. Yeah. I'd double tie anyway so they don't come undone most yeah. of the time but if One they did minute. if they do come undone i would stop just because i couldn't face the embarrassment of <laughs> falling over a seven well not seven foot but near seven foot person tripping over laces and i've got big feet so i do trip over my feet anyway so i, I mean, don't want anything else getting in the size way. of you to be fair if you fall over i think you'd make a few other people fall over take some people with me might be a tactic for group f <laughs> um 82 percent of runners said they would stop and tie their shoe immediately um what percentage of runners said they would stop i don't see the point in this one to be fair what percentage of runners said they would stop and tuck their laces in? Uh, I'd say pretty high again, I think. But not as high as stopping and tying. I would say probably about 42%. 42%? Yeah. We've already given away 82%, mate. Oh, so it's in the same... Oh, oh right. <laughs> so, okay. so it's out of 100% then. Okay, so 82, 82% said they'd stop and time. Uh, I'm not very good at maths, but I know that's even out the, out the question. So I'd probably say 10%. That's 4%. I just can't believe that, because if you're getting down there to tuck your laces in, I think that's more of a fact than it is to tie your lace up. yeah. Yeah, I would say so as well. I think it's probably just as wise, as easy to tie your laces. Mm-hmm. Um, what percentage of runners? What percentage of runners said that they would stop for a nice long rest? <laughs> what when the laces come undone? The laces come undone in a run. They're in a race. They would stop for a nice long rest. The longer being undefined. Oof. Not very high. I'd say probably 3%. 2%. Oh, uh, okay. 2% of 615 votes said they would stop for a nice long rest. I mean, they must be doing an ultra run or something. For that yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, can't even, I can't understand how that re- relates to the laces coming undone either way. And, and this is the... I mean, we've got two minutes left of the discussion. Um, but... I, I, this this one, I don't see how you could do this as well. What percentage said they would ignore it because you can't spare the time? Well, that's probably the less rest of them. So 82% said they'd stop and tie. 4% said they would. So that's, that's 86, 87. So 10%, 13%? 12%. Yeah, so close. 12% said they would ignore it. I mean, my my advice, like, it's a diff- I've actually had this. What would you do? What would you do? I'd, or what I'd, did you do? Completely, I'd stop and tie it up. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of them. I think 
Do you remember when we were talking on the episode about the fact that if you're agitated, you're burning energy? Yeah. If your lace is undone, let's say you're doing a 10K and you're at like, I don't know, mile three, halfway through, you notice you look down and your lace is undone. The first thing you're going to be thinking about is I'm going to trip over my lace, I'm mm. going to trip over my lace. You're going to be constantly looking at the lace. Your running form is going to go out the window. Because of the stress that you're thinking about the lace, you're not comfortable, you're not happy. Uh, as Adam said last week, you're not, you know, probably breathing right because you're stressed out. It's going to affect your running, so you, you're better off stopping. And obviously, you're not going to fall over, you, or the chances of you falling over your lace are, are going to go down, um, which could lead to you falling over and being out of the race altogether. So how long does it take you to tie your lace? Or do you have Velcro shoes, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have... I, I, I just... <laughs> I've managed to start time early, so only the last couple of months. <laughs> but normally I get Laura coming time for me. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say long, was it? A couple of seconds, if that. See, that's it. Look, come on, people. If you're running and your laces come undone, do the sensible thing, stop and tie them. And that's five minutes. There you go. There you go. Hang on five minutes. It's a good topic. It's a good conversation, actually. I quite like this couch reads, coach reads, because it, it, it's something that we might not ever discuss on the on the podcast, but mm-hmm. it, it's relevant. So we'll have, I, uh, and I think we should do a poll as well and ask our listeners if they yeah. stop and tie their laces. I will put a poll on Instagram uh, over the weekend um, to ask whether you are going to stop and tie your laces. We'll do one of the four answers. So I'll put that poll on. Get involved. Let us know what you're doing. Are you interested in hiring a personal running coach? If so, please visit www.benrusselfitnesscoach.co.uk or head over to Instagram and Facebook at Ben Russell Fitness Coach for more details. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much. So should we um, have a look at your training week? Yeah, so the next feature... Um, and we again, we started this feature a couple of weeks ago from feedback from one of the listeners talking about the really interesting and, and, and the coaching side. And that's what we were looking at anyway for this podcast. So second feature is looking at my weekly training. So Ben sets my training and, and as my coach, he's going to to meet my goals. He's going to put training, training things in there to make, make sure that I get to that goal. Uh, and so we're going to delve into this a little bit more detail. So this is couch to coached we do couch to coached uh obviously it's thursday um and what we tend to do ideally when i'm planning someone's coaching i look at the following week so i plan everybody's coaching uh programming on a thursday for the following week so what we'll do is we'll talk through where we are now um rob uh as of uh today has done a 45 minute easy run um and We've talked about the fact that 80% of his week should be easy. So as we go through the week, Rob has a structure whereby on a Tuesday he plays football and we treat that as a bit of a speed session because it's a bit like fartlek training that we spoke about uh, in the answer to the question a few moments ago. Um, if Rob's playing outfield, he's chasing a ball, doing a bit of a sprint, he might be retrieving the ball doing a bit of a pass to lay it off and then trying to find a bit of space. So he might do a bit of an easy jog. Hopefully he's, you know, he's not a Jack Grealish and he, mm. he tracks back to help his defence. Although he started doing that old Grealish, hasn't he? 
I tend to play in defence anyway. So I'm the big meathead at the back. So <laughs> Rob probably does a, a fair bit of jogging around to get into position, chasing after an attacker when the attacker goes through on goal. He might have a surge up towards the, the, the top end of the pitch and that gives him a bit of a session. So a Tuesday for Rob, and this goes back from when I started coaching Rob in London, uh, for London, Tuesdays have always been sort of uh, uh, an impromptu speed session, haven't they? which lends itself quite well to Rob's schedule. And then because he has that, um, we we plan a rest day for a Wednesday to recover from the football um, and obviously for some other engagements in life. Uh, I have my my, my kids on a Wednesday. So so. that that works well. So those are two mainstays in Rob's calendar. So I plan the rest around that. So working from today, 45-minute easy. Tomorrow... Friday is always not only for Rob but for you listeners. What is it? Workout of the week. Workout of the <laughs> week. So today's uh, tomorrow's workout of the week is a session uh, that I did myself last week, and I tend to try and put sessions in if I've done them myself because I think it's only fair that you have to do the things you're asking your runners to do and also to assess how it works. So. Workout of the week is a 10-minute warm-up and a 10-minute cool-down. That's always compulsory in a warm-up, and that should just be easy jogging. And the main session is four times five minutes, which should be done roughly at your 10K pace. So what your sort of 10K pace is, the pace you would maintain for a 10K race, you run four lots of five minutes. You should go into each of the five minutes quite uh, at that pace. You're going into each five minutes quite hard. You're not building into it. You want to basically get as much of the five minutes as you can at that 10K pace. And we're pushing the heart rate up to a real high intensity, probably um, around and above your anaerobic threshold. Okay. Um, But it should feel uncomfortably hard. Uh, or comfortably hard, should I say, for that full five minutes. Between each of the five minutes, you get a two-minute recovery. Now, depending upon your fitness levels, idea is that you should jog the two minutes. So it'd be five minutes on, two minutes off, five minutes on, two minutes off, and repeating that four times. Um, and that should give you a fartlek session, which is a structured fartlek session going back to the answer to the question we gave a moment ago. And what that's really going to do is it's going to push the heart rate to a point where it starts to build up lactate um, and then two minutes of recovery. If you can't handle a jog recovery, be honest with yourself and just do a two-minute standing recovery. And what we're working on is your recovery heart rate, the ability for the body to start flushing that lactate out. Um, Over time, as you get fitter, you can repeat this session in maybe a few months' time and you're in a position where you can jog the recoveries. But if, you, if you're if you in a position and you're thinking this workout, the key thing is not necessarily the workout recovery, it's the workout intensity for each of the five-minute blocks. So have a, have a play around with that over the coming weeks, but that is this week's workout of the week. Yeah, 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 I quite, I quite, quite a good, good workout. Um, and I said in, in the earlier in the episode that I do quite like these kind of sessions because it's, yeah. 
it's very it's for me it's prescriptive but it's fun because i look at my watch it's already set in my watch because it's already on training peaks i know other people don't have that luxury of having a watch or having having it set at the training peaks and it just tells me what to do and i know i can push myself for that session because i know i've got either an easy run the day after or yeah. an easy run a couple of days after so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it I must admit I do I do like it I look, I look forward to Fridays because I mean, it's this workout it's of the good week. that the weather's started to get a bit better so I do these workouts myself I haven't got access to a track so you have to put a bit of planning into your workout Rob you probably yeah. head to the lake I think for your workouts yeah I tend to go down there and do that pick a pick a, a loop around some streets where you haven't got a crossroads within your five minutes ideally ideally try and get it to be flat but we haven't all got that luxury as flat as you can or if you've got access to a track it's a perfect session to get on a track in terms of how we progress that through the weekend uh, a nice 30 minutes easy for rob uh, which is just to get the legs recovered nicely um, i think i'm going to do a part we're doing uh, stoke fits yeah, part run you can thing. do a part run but don't race it really it's, no. it's trying to keep it a nice easy conversational pace so if you're doing a part run with the Stoke Fit Lot, pick up on your friends that are there and, and have a nice chatty uh, social park run, which is what park run is. It should be. Doing park run tourism. So we're actually, yeah. uh, first of every month, we're going to different park runs. So we're going to Macclesfield this week. So hopefully I'll get to go to Macclesfield. Watch out. Rob's yeah. coming. Um, yeah, Andy Torbit, if you're listening. Andy's from around that area. So if, if you're listening, Andy, we'll Silverdale potentially there. see you. Yeah. yeah. We'll potentially see you there. Um and then Sunday is always long run for Rob. We've got obviously a few races coming up. We've got Stafford off, which is next, the week after on the 12th. Talk about yeah. that in a second. And then obviously there's a bit of um and an R in as to whether we're going to do nighting or not for Rob. Um, that's the 20. So I tend to do easy runs by duration. Um, and I've, I've squeezed in 80 minutes for Rob this Sunday, but it is a caveat if he goes out and does what he can, because I think you've got, kids on sunday as well i have yeah so it's it's a a case of there's the incentive do the 80 but keep it nice and easy uh again conversational pace and it's just about time on the feet getting ready for some of these longer races that are coming up um monday is your club run but what will be mindful of is that you'll have done um sort of four days of running by this point and that's where saturday uh your macclesfield park run needs to be really easy because I'm aware of the fact that we're building up some accumulative fatigue as we get the legs and we, we want to keep it as, as chatty as we can on your easy runs. Monday, obviously, you've got uh, Stoke Fit. So I'd be probably asking you to go for uh, the short to medium or the medium to short, whatever it is there. Um, medium short. Again, just doing a nice chatty run. Um, football on Tuesday, keeping it nice and easy. Uh, in the defence but again getting the legs turning over with some defensive runs and then that'll take him through to a nice rest period on Wednesday but next week is sort of a taper week so I'm not going to be doing any sessions really other than some little bits to get the legs turning over because you got Stafford off on the 12th I have so we're going to go into a taper week a taper week is where we reduce some of the load we try not to uh, take out too much of the intensity, if any. We still want the intensity because we want the legs to be primed and ready to be running a good effort at Stafford off. We drop the load down. So instead of your easy 45s, it's probably your easy 30s. Um, and obviously, at a football, you'd be mindful. You'd be taking it a bit easier if you can. 
Um, and you're picking your shorter runs at your club runs as well. But we'll still get a workout of the weekend next Thursday because that'll be the last opportunity to sort of get some speed into the legs before the Stafford race. Yeah, looking forward to Stafford. Hopefully getting me uh, P- PB there. Hopefully. Think, fingers crossed. You're in good shape. You've, you've done a lot of good running. You've certainly maintained yeah. the consistency in the last sort of four to six weeks. Um, yeah. And you've had some good races. So there's no reason why you can't. We've started to get speed sessions in. Um, once a week speed sessions complemented with the football um, and obviously I, I always look at you record your football on the watch so I can always see the sort of uh, the peaks and troughs of your heart rate and you do get them um, as you do in the running in the football so it's working well and the main thing is that you've got that consistency and that variety and so you're in a good place for Stafford so be interested to see how you are that'll be Week after next episode, we'll get an update as to how you've got on. Yeah, and we'll get an update as to how you've got on at Cambridge. Cambridge for next off episode. This, this Sunday, the 5th. Um, after the disappointment of not being able to run Rugeley, um, and that's really why I chose not to run Rugeley because I had one eye on Cambridge. Um, I'm hoping to put out a good performance. So I'll have an update for that on the episode, episode 13. Mm, I'm lucky for some. Oh, hopefully it's not unlucky for some. No, nah, it um, won't be. It won't be. I've enjoyed that episode. I yeah, hope, it's been good. I hope you listeners have enjoyed it. Yeah. Chat with I'm sure Pat. they have. Yeah. Sure they have. Sure they have. If not, we've lost them forever. See you later. <laughs> um, no, please stay. Um, chat with Ken's always interesting. Um, if you've got any NSRA questions, get them fired across to us or Ken himself on uh, Facebook, on the NSRA group. Um, message us if you've got any listeners' questions and all the usual stuff in the show notes. Awesome. See you next week. See you next week. See you later. See you later.